Greetings and welcome to the Beyond Earth show. I am your host, Ray Trujillo, and I bid you all a wonderful Saturday, November 4th, 2023. And for today's transmission, I felt that it would be benefic to discuss the parallels of heaven upon earth while we are in a world of peril and increasing pandemonium. As well as the inferences of this particular time of year, as we just had our holy evening, our Halloween, Hallow's Eve, and Saints' Day and All Souls' Day. So I felt it would be a beneficial topic to share some of these expressions and insights and thoughts, of course, facts and opinions for all of you to consider, as this show is for everyone of all thought forms and belief systems and non-belief systems and literally just to have a sacred place to share the constructs of the mind's eye and the constructs of the soul and the transformation, the progression of our souls and our journeys upon this planet earth and also other planetary systems and interdimensional realms and in this galactic spectrum that we are so blessed to share and commune this epoch of time with one another. And so when we delve into such expressions and all of these considerations to explore and postulate, and when we perceive in our inner selves and we externalize outwardly that Perhaps our overall goal is to create and synergize our lives to the maximum potential to our, let's say, the self-actualization modality and clear any of the defects that are ancestral defects, the spiritual defects, any of the imprints of karma. So our karmic imprints that no longer serve our present timeline and also collectively where we also experience the karmic imprints of other individuals that share the timeline with us. And in that way where it's cohesive, we'll I'll elaborate upon this further yet just to be technical when we have our soul contracts with one another. So if we have our family by blood or adoption, but there's this assignment of family and whether or not the family has harmony or discord, that's another subject and a subtext of that. However, in the relation of soul contracts with friends, colleagues, family, and the institution of family, and also our animal brethren as well, and our dynamics of the soul and the contracts of our soul, when we elevate that spectrum and that conscious stream of analysis and we literally contemplate further upon, even if we're in this realm of a soul contract, perhaps, and many of you may not believe in a soul contract, but those of you that do, there are many different terminologies and different languages to express one same universal symbol of that we are alive here today. So whether or not it's a soul contract, well, you have your life here. If you're here and breathing today, you have a purpose here, regardless of what your belief is or regardless of what your 
spiritual outlook or spiritual goals or non-spiritual goals are. You have your existence, and that's your divine rightful inheritance, or if you're just existing. So in order to convey this, there's so much to perceive and so much to feel and so much to assess and dissect. So this is a very broad topic, but I'm going to cover um, bits and pieces and implement uh, accordingly. So when we have our karmic imprints that we contend with that are in correlation with our soul contracts and or our existence here, we also consider the karmic inferences of other people that we do not know, other people that are perhaps our neighbor that we've never met or someone that's on the other side of the hemisphere that we have never met in this lifetime. And so there is a collective stream of karmic imprints in this time space epoch at this exact precise moment. And so in a collective when we are channeling our higher conscious stream and our empathic streams of variables and probabilities and possibilities in which we are these spiritual beings in a physical body. And so when we have the spiritual component of our soul's construct in this physiological, anatomical, biochemical body, the framework of our vessel, our vehicle here of flesh and bone, interstitial fluid, bone marrow, in the circuitry of our brain, in the circuitry of our anatomy and our nervous system. Yet when we look at the etheric body, when we look at the inner eye's mind and the soul's mind and the soul star and our auric field and our biofield, we are not just of the flesh and bone. The flesh and bone materializes us in this realm because the third dimension is the materia formation. So we're in a material realm, yes, and in the dense world that we live in in this moment, yet there's so much astounding magic and beauty and the miracles that we are capable of invoking and declaring and receiving for ourselves and also the miracles that we are capable of positing into the universe for others, even those that we do not know. And the strangers, the elemental kingdom, the creature kingdom, and all sentient beings upon this planet. So when you think of a tragedy that's ongoing, and right now we're in the twilight zone. We've been in the twilight zone for quite some time, yet it is ever more apparent every single day that passes that we are in an inverted reality, good versus evil, the tumults of war and famine and pestilence and things that seem so biblical. And yes, history does repeat itself, but it's also in the notion of what is manufactured, what is engineered, what is in essence a grand plan to overrun humanity and to enslave humanity and so many of you that are here today listening and present today, and I thank you for your participation. It is an honor to be here and a privilege always to be here 
and to share this time. And everyone's time is so sacred, so I appreciate your time with me today. And so into the matter and subject of time and the sacredness of time, we have a sacredness here, and we have a journey here, and we have a mission here. And yes, we have our daily lives and our daily responsibilities, our families, our civic duties, our contributions to society, and so forth. Yet we also have the contributions to ourselves and our soul's purpose. And when you think of it in an overall spectrum of that this is not the extent, what we're experiencing today, it is not the extent of everything. There's so much more to this life, there's so much more to this realm than we can at times imagine. And when the dark overshadows the light, it is increasingly seemingly more agonizing and agitating and frustrating to live in a world where so much chaos and discord is erupting on a minutely basis. And yes, one can say that, well, it's been this way since the beginning of time. And that is true. Yet right now, we're in a very specific astrological time and a very specific planetary time. And the shifts and the pole shifts and our solar field and our magneto shield. And we have a great deal of weakening around us. And our magneto shield is weakening and the veil is lifting. So we have different elements to contend with on a chemical and biochemical and also uh, with a great deal of many other factors in the third dimension that is engineered by humans that we also have to insert and to consider and operate around and navigate around. And so given everything that we're being thrown at in this third dimension, I'm just here to remind you that regardless of what's being thrown upon us and each and every one of us, and some of you may not be aware 100%, and some of you are 110% aware, and some of you are growing more increasingly aware by incremental percentages. And so in this time that many of you may know of as the quickening and some of you um, may be feeling that twilight zone that I refer to. And some of you may feel that life is just normal and life is just as normal as you recall it. Yet what really is normal and what really is in the element of discord and element of harmony? There's always going to be a balance, the yin and the yang. Yet when we have white light and we have the dark shadows, right? Where is the in-between? Where is the medium line? And so when we have that deducement and we have these correlations and we deduce and we encounter the grand spectrum of realization and we equal the grand total sum, the common denominator is that where are we positing our energy force field? Are we in a place of calamity? Are we in a place of discord? And are we in a place of seeking to enact on harmony and peace and invoke harmony and peace? And those are 
perhaps from the beginning of time, the elements that we have to contend with and that we have to master ourselves to be that light in the world, right? And so like Mahatma Gandhi, like to um, be the light in the world. And so when you have these contentions and where do we make the concessions, right? So when, when all that is, is that truth is the casualty of every war, but what is the silver lining of truth, right? So when we consider that perhaps that we're in a tribulation or in a tribulation of pain and tumult, how do we be, how do we align ourselves to be cohesive, to enact with harmony, despite anything that is negative that is upon us? And even if we're in a dimensional realm of where we have really, really, really heightened our senses so much, yet we're going to still feel so much of everything at once. So learning the discernment, empowering your spiritual discernment is key and your emotional intelligence is key and raising up the empathy stream. And there's, there's the notion too. yes, there are people that lack complete empathy and there's the sociopathic realm. And also, you know, the disturbed realm that's on a whole different um, era of thought. But when I speak of this in the element of bringing in compassion for ourselves, bringing in self-love, self-awareness, and that kindness to ourselves, if we invoke just even a sliver of that, we open up a pathway, a portal to magnetizing even more light, even more the, of the power of the unconditional nurturing proponents of love and that nutritional love. And in that place of compassion, when we bring that in, we thereby also open up the portal to love one another a little more so, have a little more compassion for others and sentient beings. And those of you that are on the hypersensitive uh, realm of deeply empathic, lightworker, healer, starseed realms, I know that you understand exactly what I'm referring to. And it is a very challenging time to experience, yet it's also, in the duality, a very exciting time to be alive. And so we're here for many purposes. We're here for many dynamic, um, intentional purposes and there's true method and reason for all of our existence upon this plane at this time. And when I say that we're in a tribulation uh, or we're in uh, certain times, let's say, and I can also refer to on an eschatological circumstance and eschatology of like the end times and so forth and the resurrection, the soul's rebirth and all of that and the judgment of all that. But we seem to have more of this apparent knowledge that stems back to a previous knowledge in our ancient memory. And again, for those of you that do not believe in reincarnation or the possibility, the concept of a previous incarnation, a previous existence, then you can literally just assess it to your existence today 
from this epoch of your life today, and and that's fine. Yet, I'm going to be referencing a great deal of incarnation, reincarnation, throughout today's topic. So any of you that do not align with that, just refer to it if you care to, that it's to your existence right now and your memories that serve your timeline now and your personal past, your personal present, and also in reference to your personal future. And so when I speak of that, and I speak of the elements of calling in your harmony and promoting harmony for yourself and for others and to the world, essentially it comes to the topic of breaking free from the paradigm of suffrage the paradigm of suffering in this life and the form of suffering and how we can bring heaven upon earth and the kingdom of God is within all of us. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is within you and your divine rightful inheritance and your soul's light creates your lived form and it also creates the scope of your karmic inference, your karmic imprints the spirit of yourself. So basically, if you want to look at it in logistic terms of that, if you apply your cognitive thought form and you magnetize and you are in the law of attraction, let's say, and you are thinking and focusing upon one thing. So let's just say that my goal is to find a green emerald, right? So my mind is fixated on acquiring a green emerald. So there's a reticulating access center in the brain that sends out in the biochemical and the circuitry of the brain and the mind that, okay, we're going to look for a green emerald to acquire. So suddenly that reticulating activation center of my mind is like a filter. There's a filter there. So I'm thereby filtrating everything. And so I'm laser focused. I will actually seek and find an emerald stone, an emerald tablet, an emerald crystal, whatever, right? Because of that. So in the logistic form, that's one evidentiary component to align with and compare with the spiritual dynamic of the soul. So we have our logic and our cognitive mind and the form of that that's focused and there's an emphasis on acquiring something that green emerald right yet in our spiritual form there is the dynamic of well i'm seeking i'm seeking i'm seeking i'm going to pray i'm going to manifest i'm going to attract that and bring that into my realm bring that into my life so the synergy is cohesive And it works in this perfect formulation to bring in to our third dimensional realm what we wish to bring in. And I do this as a comparison to give and provide an example of something positive, something very um, simple as a green emerald, because that's positive and that's just something so simple in the material realm to bring in. However, when there is a formation of suffrage, And there's an alignment of the thought form of suffrage in the lived reality. 
whether it's in the cognitive mind and it's in the trauma mind and it's also aligned with the spiritual mind and also with the spiritual form, we can't help but to denounce that there could be the memory. So the memory in this life and also ancient memories of previous lifetimes, incarnations, and also those that are feeling empathically the suffrage of others in this time-space continuum, in this exact time frame now. And so that is what I speak of. So when we are in that element of consideration and observation in either good or not so good, and, you know, it is important to consider that when you're a spiritual being, we cannot denounce the suffering of others. That's what we're here for. We're here to be the strength, to be the pillars of wisdom and strength and healers of love and light and to do God's work or to do Buddha's work, to do the Shekinah, to do anything that you sign, you align yourself and that you co-sign with. So we cannot turn our minds away from suffering of others and suffering of ourselves. Yet what we can do is to embody that lived reality and to feel the feelings in a safe and sacred place without it destroying and causing a destruction of ourselves, yet to create an acknowledgement of that. And once you acknowledge that there's suffering, once you acknowledge that there's pain and there's these great tumults in this world, yet when you see yourself in the place of that we can overcome that. We can help to overcome, even if those have died in the midst of this with their courage and their tenacity and those that have died for the salvation of our country and those that have died for the salvation of their countries and for their purposes, the martyrs from the beginning of time that are now saints, that are canonized now. In so many ways, we have so many spiritual leaders and martyrs throughout our ages of all walks of life, of all theological backgrounds, but they all serve one main purpose, the unconditional supernatural power of love and the supernatural power of forgiveness that it alchemizes and transitions from a place of pain, a place of injury, a place of suffrage, into the plight of goodness, the plight of holiness, the plight of majesty, the plight of sanctification, purification, and also to be an example of love and light, to have a conviction with your soul's purpose. So in our modern day right now, in the here and now, many of you have imprints of previous persecutions, let's say, previous heinous crimes against humanity upon you. And right now we're also witnessing that in this timeline. So there's a lot of trigger points here. There's a lot of elements that are inflicting us from left and right and from above and below and literally from all sides. And so this is the time to amplify and to empower ourselves and to coordinate with our highest good, our highest selves, with 
whichever Holy Spirit you align with, whether it's God, Jesus Christ, the Blessed Mother Mary, if it's Buddha, if it's Ganesh, if it's Kuan Yin, if it's the Shekinah, if it is whatever you align with, or if you're just a very loving and good soul upon this earth and realm and you do not align yourself with any sort of dogmatic or theological spectrum or belief system, but you're just wanting to do good. This is all a message for you that you can still do good. All of us can still posit goodness into ourselves and break free from the paradigm and posit goodness unto others. And so when we enact upon this life in the form of our lived reality and we compare ourselves to the past, our former selves in this life or previous lives or a combination, and we compare ourselves to the present self, and then we see our future self, our future existence, and we go into the comparison of how do I see myself tomorrow? How do I see myself next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now? And so how do I see myself at the end stages of my life? How do I see myself in the rebirth of my life? Can I change? Am I capable of changing? And the answer is yes, because whenever there is the question, can I, and you are the master of your universe, you are the master of your life in those essences, when you work with the creator, when you work with God, when you work with your higher self, and there is a commitment to enact upon the radiation of the soul, then all things are possible. All elements are possible, regardless of what's going on around you. There is a grand possibility and capability, and there are no limitations. And we are, we have inherent learned behavior. We also have learned helplessness. We also have components of being manipulated and the rape of the mind and the brainwashing of the mind through many avenues throughout our existence. And when we break free from that paradigm and we are free thinkers or we are free spiritual thinkers or we are awakening slowly but surely or we're awakening at a very rapid pace and you have ascension symptoms and suddenly you are no longer that helpless individual that you were prior that you are learning that you are capable of being in that hyper-potential reality of that you are, I am, I can, and I have, and I will, and I can have this, I can achieve this, I can love myself, I can do the best that I can possibly do, and I will do so. That changes the shift with conscious reconditioning. And also to alleviate ourselves from a previous programming, let's say. And so when you come out of that place of learned helplessness, which we've all endured, especially those that are very sensitive at times where there's a passive disposition to do the right thing or to just be in a common sense of alignment with our fellow brothers and sisters and we don't want to cause a riff we don't want to create any discord or conflict we want to come from a place of peace 
Oftentimes, we can lose our source of peace. Oftentimes, we can lose our sense of self. And oftentimes, we can encounter that we have a feeling of lost purposeness, lost potential variables of reality. And then we encounter the dark night of our soul. And through that dark night of our soul, we have the opportunity to really resurrect ourselves, to really be the diamond, the lotus coming out of the carbon and the soil, and to be at the foot of Kuan Yin, to be at the foot of the cross with the holy blood of Jesus upon us, to be in the Holy Spirit's love and light, and to pronounce to the Creator, to pronounce to the Archangel Kingdom, the Seraphim Kingdom, and the Galactic Kingdom, whatever you align with, whatever is responsive with yourself, whatever is conducive to your spiritual journey here on Earth, it all equals the same sum of the totalitarian, the 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 totality aspect of. We're here to love and to be loved. We're here to bring peace and to receive peace, even in a state of where there's non-peace. And if we have tyranny to contend with, totalitarianism, we see this left and right all the time, no matter where we live, no matter who we are. <clears throat> and we encounter the abstract and we encounter what we can bring in and what we can give out the input output ratio and so that leaves me to continue the discussion of how to bring heaven upon earth into this timeline how can you bring and align yourself and bring in the majesty towards yourself and to those around you and to those that you do not know that you might never meet in person in this life but the power of prayer, the power of manifestation, and the power that all is capable in a phenomenal time to be alive. And there's a liquefaction here as well, in the alchemy, where everything that could happen is happening right now. And that is the quickening. And it's the time speeding up. And in many cases, some of you may say that You've noticed this, that you've observed personally and also in your personal realm of associations with others that you're noticing so many dynamics, but you're also noticing miracles at the same time. So when you have that recognition that there are so many experiences in this phenomenal time to be alive that seems biblical, that seems so chaotic, that seems also so beautiful. And when you encounter a kindred spirit and you encounter perhaps a stranger that is a fast friend in a sincere way, there's a connection that is unlikely to be determined as anything else attributed as that it is someone from your soul's circle, your soul contract, perhaps a planet that you share together. And we can speak of Arcturians, the Lemurians. We can speak about the Lyrians. We can speak about our times in ancient Lemuria, Atlantis, and so forth. And we could go on and on about that. Yet 
there is a magical element that is occurring upon us and around us. And if we tap more so into that magical alignment, we can invoke even more of that despite anything that's going on around us. And so we have tyranny on all sides in the spiritual and the psycho-spiritual and the psychological and in the medical and in this, let's say, in the civilian realm and the military realm. There's all of these operating force fields and we really have to take a moment to consider that we each have a purpose here. We each have our soul's journey that aligns us with today, right here and right now. And so in the matters of when I speak of that it appears biblical, we have all of the elements that are present that one could say, you know, it's never before seen on such a scale like this. Um, we're talking about weather. We're also talking about geoengineering, engineered weather that's affecting us. But we're also speaking of natural, organic compositions that we cannot help, that is happening no matter what we do. And that's also, that's our solar shield. We're having this weekend two huge solar uh, space weather effects and our magneto shield is dramatically weakening. So we're experiencing much through the veil that we perhaps may not have experienced before. So there's an exacerbation of elements to contend with because when these solar flares occur, we get affected on a psycho-spiritual manner and on a mental and emotional manner and also in a physiological manner. And our anxieties can be heightened and increased and depression can also increase. And also in the aspect of visions where you're not hallucinating, you're actually seeing something real. You're actually, it's not an ontological response or hypnoponic type of response. It is something that is to those of you that are hypersensitive, those of you that are clairvoyant, those of you that have natural mediumship skills, those of you that can see through the veil naturally, you're going to experience even more of this. And I've spoken about this on previous shows, but it's happening even more now than it was last year or in the previous months. So really check in with yourself. If you're experiencing different elements that are not natural for you, also check in with yourself. But if you have a natural proclivity towards visions, really assess yourself to say, okay, this must be something that is interdimensional that I'm relating to. This is something that has to do with the magneto shield. And there are great resources to look into. Um, I would say, um, Ben Davidson of Suspicious Observers is amazing, and so is Dane Wigington of Geoengineering Watch. Those two individuals I highly recommend to learn more about geoengineering and also about our magneto shield and space weather. So it really does affect us, everyone. It really does. So uh, just a reminder that 
if you are sensitive, if you are hypersensitive and empathic, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and you have mediumship abilities and any other types of visionary types of abilities, truly consider that as well, because you really are seeing something more than what you're accustomed to seeing. So I just wanted to reference that. And so when we're in these biblical, seemingly biblical times, and where we have all of those elements to confront and contend with that I just mentioned, and then we also have matters of the ground, matters of the ocean, matters of the air, and we see civilization, we see an inverse reality, this is the time to invoke more passion for life. And this is the time to amplify that passion for life and invoke compassion, really transcend and heal. Because our soul's layers, we have a great deal of layers. And when I speak of our soul's layers, we have experiences that our soul has absorbed, that our mind and our emotional construct has absorbed. And so we have places of trauma, unhealed trauma. We have places of wounds and our shadow selves. And we have core wounds. And we have wounds that we may not have completely confronted yet. And they have yet to surface. And then we can have healing crisis at times where things just come up from 20 years ago. Things come up from five years ago or three weeks ago that was a deferred sense of pain buried or even things from your childhood and so forth. Yet when you're in this element of seeking to heal and to heal others, just by transcending any of the darkness, just by entreating upon the layers of your soul that when we have this positive compassion to ourselves, we raise our vibration. We raise our vibrational sphere and we raise our vibrational light. And then on the collective conscious stream, we also help to raise the vibration of those around us. Even if there's a destitution, even if there's tragedy, we all are sparks of light upon this world, this planet this interdimensional plane. And so it is imperative that we do raise our vibration and it is imperative that we are aware that our vibration does matter. Our vibration for ourselves matter. Everything that we do, good and bad, does matter. The law of karma, the law of inferences, and the law of order and sequence applies to each and every one of us. And so let's just go historically here. So when we reflect upon our own history, so we can speak of our planetary history, we can speak of off-planetary history, we can also look at the interdimensional history and electromagnetically our biochemical response of ourselves to that historical energy of our ancient memories, perhaps the subconscious memories of our soul that stores it safely for us in some capacities and our ancestral knowledge and our ancestral history, our spiritual history, in our blueprint of our DNA, 
it all is evident here. And so there are memories that even if we cannot seem to recall our ancient history or fathom it because perhaps it was so painful that our conscious mind in the framework of our conscious mind, it has a place where it stores it safely, but that gives us purpose to survive. That is our inherent learned knowledge in our soul that we activate that we are here because our ancestors survived. We are here because we are meant to be here today. And so when we see ourselves historically and we look at the logical indications as well and we co-partner them, we, we align them, it's cohesive there and we enmesh it, then what we can gather from our past and our present events there are many considerations. And so in that place of those considerations, we have also our present conditions. So in the present moment, our conditions today and our conditions tomorrow and our conditions in the immediate future and long-term future, there's inevitably a, let's say, a road that leads to this definite succession to survive, right? And then in the most tangible sense of occurrences where we have this drive to keep onward and upward. Onward and upward is the key. And so um, this is also a good time to mention the attributes of the rays. And the rays, there's so much to cover with the rays, and this is literally the like the cycles um, that perhaps I should discuss at full length more in an upcoming show. Yet we have these spiritual concordant evolutions, and there are numerous levels of rays, and we can speak of the seven rays briefly for today. And this has a lot to do with bringing heaven upon earth when we invoke the rays and the attributes of the rays. And when we do, let's say, study, postulate, contemplate, research upon our galactic kingdom, our heavenly kingdom, and we see that in the operating field of the rays, that have existed in our cosmos and our solar system from the beginning of time that we have, let's say the logos, right? We have the logos and we have an operational field in which we align with in our soul. And we have a flow and an orbit of that. And it also presents the characteristics and the modifications of life and how we are changing every day. We are in a modification each day of our life. We look at a tree, we look at the sun, we look at the moon, we look at the ocean, we look at the creature kingdom. Everything in a biomolecular response is in modification. And also our soul, every minute, every second, every nanosecond is in a modification as well. So we're in these concordant cycles, and I'll definitely 
I think it might be a good idea to continue with that in an upcoming show to elaborate more upon the attributes of the rays and the system and logos and all of that. Yet in the evolutions of our galactic kingdom, there are the main two for today that I want to briefly discuss, the sixth ray and the seventh ray, because we are in a particular time right now that we have on earth in which there is the grand shift, the quickening. And that is in matters of the sixth and seventh ray. Because when we look at how the seven great rays do exist in the cosmos, in our solar system, and around us and with us, and everything affects us, it is in the circulating the dominion of our soul's overarching continuation, the purpose of continuation, the purpose of succession, the purpose of survival. And so we can look at it like the seven channels, perhaps, the in the predominant characteristics of the human kingdom. Um, and But I'll, I'm going to go back to the sixth and seventh race. So the knowledge that we have, and again, I will speak of this more, yet it's extremely powerful and affects humanity in such a great totality that the influences that affect our humanity scale right now and also the coming of ages and the coming of the new civilization and culture and awakenings of all sorts. And many of you have heard of the great awakening. Well, there's a great awakening in many ways and the counter effects of the quote unquote great reset. So we have many different operating themes, but have a similar title. And some are extremely concurrent with one another, and some are completely abstract and contradictory to one another. So the great awakening that I speak of is in the interdimensional realms of the consciousness and the interdimensional realms of our lives expressed here in this reality in which the awakening of our hyper soul, our soul star, our grand benefic element of harmony and love and the greater power of peace and the greater power of the potential of bringing in the kingdom of heaven, bringing in the kingdom of God upon us while we're living here upon earth. Because we see that, you know, given our present world and the conditions of our present world, there is the perpetual decline of society, the economic death and the travesty of wars. And that this is only the beginning of the beginning of that, unfortunately. But this is where when we have our ecosystem is affected and our animals, our forests, our creature kingdom, the elemental kingdom, and we have the merciless slaughter of so many sentient beings and humans and of all sorts that has been happening, yes, for a great deal of time. But right now there's this unimaginable conceived reality. This incon- It's literally inconceivable at times and it's in 
I would say, seemingly indomitable. And when we have an open mind, we can see and we can feel, we can experience that the truth of these realities that are engineered, that are created by man, of course, and also the natural that is organically occurring. And um, when we feel that and what we newly see that has been previously cloaked before us. And so what we have been awarded in many ways with the mind's eye to actually see reality, to see the truth and to see the authenticity, to see the transparency and to really enliven ourselves in our spiritual molecules and our biochemical response in our cognitive precepts and also in our ways in which we have um, the in the venerable ways of ourselves right that is the great awakening that i refer to and there's subtext to that many subdivisions to that and subcontext to that yet that is the overall main element of the great awakening that many of you align with and so when we observe these realms and we look upon the, let's say, when we transcend the mind's eye, we transcend the limitations. And we have the observational aspects of these present world conflicts, right, and present world conditions. And then we observe the realms of subjectivity. And there are potent forces that directly change the current thought forms of our thoughts, the concepts, notions that we consider, that we absorb. And so, incidentally, the scope and the lens of the perception of our reality is greatly altered. And in the face of the earth, in the face of nations, in the face of all of our reality and potentials, in the face of ourselves, what has been greatly altered, we can also greatly alter that. We can also alter that in our own individual form, because in the reality of what can be altered, the influences of our solar system, our galactic system, and also our internal systems, our cycles, and in our spiritual synchronicity, there are ways in which our minds from long ago had tremendous abilities of telepathy, and we still do. We also have telekinesis. We still do. We also have the abilities to help to facilitate miracles through God's free will. And so you see it through time. You And we can create miracles upon earth for our neighbor, for our brother and sister in Christ, in Buddha, the Shekinah, our family members, and those strangers across on the other side of the equator. So we can also posit miracles for the creature kingdom. And so we can also create miracles for the consciousness of humanity. So we can be facilitators of beautiful grand miracles for ourselves and for others. We just have to believe it. We just have to align with that. We just have to denounce any negative frequency that tries to inflict itself upon us, that tries to create us to be in that resonation of learned helplessness, of that inherent learned behavior that does not serve us, in that mass psychosis of negativity, that it's no point, there's no point in 
making a change. When we think that there's no point in making the change, then there is no point. But when we speak of just this, when we utter a word, we utter a concept, we utter the notion of hope, it grows. Light grows. Darkness can grow, but the light can always grow ever more so. And so, you know, in closing, um, we're almost at the end of our time today. And thank you again for your time with me today. But one thing that I really want to make sure that I cover before the closure of today is that when we apply our powerful notion of the universal realm, our connectivity, and our sacred embodiment of our divine rightful inheritance to do God's work upon earth, to do saintly work upon earth, to do Buddha's work upon earth, to do goodness, to perform acts of goodness, to perform acts of kindness, to enact love, to have in a venerable sense of meritorious love, light, forgiveness, compassion, and also use your spiritual discernment. Apply your discernment with wisdom, your healthy boundaries, of course, yet you do want to remind yourself that in the abstract of the devotion of this realm and the idealism and bring in the attributes of the rays, and again, I'll discuss that more next show, but when we have that magic, when we have that alchemical ceremonial discourse with one another in our in our own internal mind and in the framework of our thought forms, we do create a reality. It does exist, and we can choose what reality we create. And so in the framework and the lens of our mind's eye and our karmic lens, we can clear it, we can choose to purify it, we can empower ourselves and empower others. And so we want to counterbalance. We want to entreat upon the counterbalance of the hope from despair, the love from the hatred, the peace from the angst and the rage, and from also calling in your superpower of love, calling in your superpower of majesty, and creating the kingdom of heaven upon us here upon earth in this timeline, in this epoch. And prayer, manifestation, if you have your own way, beautiful, work on that. But if you need guidance and you feel lost, call upon your guardian angel. Every one of you that's living today has an assigned guardian angel, regardless of your belief system. That's how much you are loved by the heavenly creator. And in the cosmic framework, you are all assigned a guardian angel. And many of you have many angels around you, yet there's one main guardian angel. And you can just call upon your guardian angel. You can call upon Archangel Michael. You can call upon Kuan Yin. You can call upon the Blessed Mother. Call upon the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. Call upon God our Father. Call upon Ganesh. Call upon Hare Krishna, whatever you want, whatever is best for you, whatever you, and if you want to reach upon the ascended masters and invoke that into your realm, do that. Align with whatever you feel called to. 
but it's very imperative that we pray, we chant, we meditate, and even if it's for one minute a day, and you work on it, you incrementally improve that, and you feel more aligned, and you feel more connected to Heavenly Father, Creator, the Grand Architect. Speak to your ancestors, speak to your spirit guides, speak to those that have left this planet before you or that have recently left and commune with your angels. And again, in closing, just a reminder that you can enlighten yourself and you can enlighten others. You can prosper yourself and prosper others. And you can also teach by enlightenment. You can also help by prospering yourself and others. But there's also in the communal collective consciousness that there is the ultimate totality of that we eventually win this realm. We win interdependently, independently, and collectively. So we are all winners here. And may the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of the galactic angelic realm be upon all of you with you always from this moment forward. And I thank all of you for your presence today, your participation. Thank you for those that subscribe to my show. I appreciate you. And this has been a lovely, beautiful day with you. And make it magical. Make it beautiful. Make it powerful for you. Make it make it a holy experience for you. Uh, the next two weeks' time, I'll be back. And this has been your host, Ray Trujillo of the Beyond Earth Show. And I wish you all a beautiful and magical weekend. Thank you so much. Bye.